Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling and what a perfect day it is in Brisbane right now. We jog as well for tomorrow night. These conditions are set to prevail over the next 24 hours, hopefully for the next couple of weeks because it's all about the Group 1 action over the next three Saturday nights here at Albion Park. Tomorrow night, there's two Group 1 features, the Aqua Construction's Rising Sun plus the Stallions Australasia Daryl Alexander Trotting Championship Series final a number of Group 2 features. And then next week, we've got more Group 1 action with the Golden Girl, the Garrard Sunshine Sprint, and that dovetails into the big Grand Circuit feature the following week, which is the Tab Blacks of Faith. So we are set for some champagne racing. We spoke with Jared Daffy earlier this morning, but he's online now to go through all of the market movers for the weekend's features, and he's with us now. Jared, good morning. Morning. Hello again, Chris. And yes, it certainly is exciting times. You just felt a real buzz there this morning. It was a big crowd uh, even congregating this morning, but looking forward to all the next three Saturday nights. Can you keep the weather uh, weather conditions over the next couple of weeks for me? Well, if it's like what it was uh, this morning and throughout the day today, it's going to be perfect, isn't it? I think the rain's gone, I hope. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So... Uh, next three Saturday nights, we want clear skies because the racing is going to be fast and furious. And tomorrow night, what a race that is, the rising sun. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Let's just focus on this three-for-all from Gloucester Park tonight. It's a really strong card. They're a GP over in the West tonight. But race four, it's only a field of six. But these races are starting to provide really intriguing battles. Jumping Jack back, 290, too fast, too serious at seven. Diego, $26. The outsider is Bletchley Park at 101. Magnificent Storm, $2. Chicago Bull, 420. He's gone bang, bang this campaign. Magnificent Storm. Can he do the three-peat to- uh, tonight? Well, punters think he can. Yes, it is only a field of six, and you probably can put the pen through two of them. But there's been some rather interesting fluctuations here already, Chris. It opened at 270, Magnificent Storm. It's into $2. Jumping Jack Mack, or I've sort of semi-dropped off uh, him at the moment, 270 out to 290. Chicago Bull, 360 out to 420. And the one that we haven't laid is too fast, too serious, 550 out to $7. But the price would suggest it's not without a hope. Okay, well, that's tonight. That's race four at Gloucester Park, a very interesting race, the open-class feature over there. Let's turn our attention to Albion Park. The local scene, as we said, it is set and ready to go for the next three Saturday nights. We'll go straight to the Rising Sun, Rip $8, Leap to Fame 6 Ladies in Red 250 Seb's Choice 14 Captain Crusader 126 Beyond Delight $5, Ideal Dan 19 Tim's a True for the Emergency 51 Manila Playboy, 41. Big Wheels, 51. Cashed Up, 71. Springy Step, 34. And Better Eclipse. And there's a bit of a support and, you know, a groundswell of tipping for this guy, uh, despite the draw, 750. So this is a tough race. This is really hard to assess. As we mentioned this morning on the Sportsbet show, they have arrived, ladies in red beyond the line. So there's no concern. They're in Brisbane, so they're set to go. Where's the money going, though? Well, I guess that's half the battle won, isn't it, that they're already here. So there's been some rather interesting flux since we put the market up after the barrier draw. Rip, 550 out to eight. Leap to fame, 550 out to $6. Did touch 650 at one stage. Now, ladies in red, Chris, uh, she opened at 225. 
Yesterday afternoon was $2.60, but that's just come in overnight into two fifty. probably due to the fact that she has landed here. Uh, Seb Choice is a... Uh, uh, Seb's choice of fourteen dollar pop beyond the light initially five dollars into four sixty but back out to five dollars and the one that you did highlight there was better eclipse now it was nine dollars after the barrier draw it quickly got into seven fifty it's been fairly stable at that price ever since seven fifty went two dollars forty a place so in summing up bit of a rally overnight for the favourite ladies in red so uh, I initially thought you might be able to get better than the two sixty but perhaps that won't be the case. And uh, pretty good money each way for number 13, Better Eclipse, currently at 750. Now that the news is broken that they have finally arrived, Jared, just in the next 24 hours, so between now and tomorrow morning, do you expect more money to come for Ladies in Red now that people know that she's on the ground in Brisbane? I think yes. Um, she's obviously got the profile, uh, she's in the right stable. And, you know, she has been the horse that uh, has been in the media now for well, a couple of months, really. And varying opinion, opinions as to whether it's a good barrier or a bad barrier. It was interesting listening to all of you experts this morning. Probably the only one that had a rather large question mark on her was Darren Clayton. But everybody else we spoke to was was suggesting that she might well just be too good. So I think punters will rally to it. Now I don't know whether you'll get much better than the current price of two fifty. But having said that, there's enough depth there to suggest I don't think you'll get much worse than that either. Okay. The other question I wanted to pose, Leap to Fame. He's the star local three-year-old, last star group one, winner of the New South Wales Derby. That was back in March, so he goes into this race fresh tomorrow night. Do you think he'll attract some support as we get closer to start time, or do you think that's as short as he'll be? The Dixon horses normally do, um, yeah, and he's he's got a boom on him as well. Uh, the fact that they haven't really jumped into him yet, uh, maybe not, Um yeah, that that market is fairly uh, stable. It hasn't been a huge move one way or the other. So what that tells me, Chris, is that the opening market's probably pretty much the way the punters sees it, see it. So the assessors agree with the punters here. I guess Rip is the one that is getting out, 550 out to $8, and the others have pretty much held their place. So um, given, given what we've seen, I don't know whether... I, I don't think there'll be any rush for Leap to Fame. I think that would have already happened had it was uh, had that been have been the case. Sure. And the other one, just looking back at last year, Amazing Dream was able to take this race last year and went off at fairly good odds. What's the the vibe this year from punters in relation to looking back to last year, where there's more of a hype last year, or a punters just a little bit more reserved this year, or vice versa? I think there was more hype last year, but you know, she was a headline act, wasn't she? And, and we all know what happened uh, for her campaign up here and, of course, where she's ended up. But some of these, look, they're not re- relatively unknown is, is not the correct words wording to use. But I guess in the overall scheme of things out in the wider betting world, perhaps they're not that well-known. Harness enthusiasts know them very, very well. But, uh, you know, she did have a pretty decent profile last year. Uh, ladies in red's a little bit different. Um, she certainly does. But either way, come tomorrow, given the, the media attention that's been around this race, and in particular what we'll find tomorrow night on Sky, Sky Racing Active, and obviously yourself through uh, Radio Tab and Sky as well, it'll be a terrific betting race. Yeah, it's going to be a, a fantastic race as well. It's just uh, so hard to gauge how these horses sort of find their positions. And uh, there's extended coverage tomorrow night. If you can't get trackside, Sky Racing Active, plenty of coverage there, and Channel 7 as well.
The other Group 1 feature tomorrow night is Race 4. This is the big Group 1 trot, and uh, it's a very even field looking at it. So any sort of market leads are vital here. Riley Moment, $6. The Night King, 151 Natty Pagger at 101, Miller Park Magic 151, Sabomba 18, I'm the Commando 41, Global Flight 330, Indefensible 34, Just a Bit Noisy 34, Kingdom Cup 151, Majestic Harry 850, uh, Winebro Wasted the Emergency 61, Lot of Muscle 6, Dop Your Cap 330, Red Castleton $16. So the favourite. Uh, equal Alex here, Global Flight and Dock Your Cap, they can't be split, 3.30 each of two. No, there's a bit of an anomaly here. The two equal favourites have both shortened. Uh, subsequent to that, obviously, everything uh, else is blowing out in the market. Global Flight opened at 4.20. It's into 3.30. Dock Your Cap, 4.20, now into 3.30. So very, very similar moves there. Whilst that's been going on, a lot of muscle, 4.20 out to $6. Majestic Harry, 7 out to eight fifty. dollars uh, Riley moment five fifty out to six, so two favourites both come in, uh, but of course everything else has gone out in the market there now. And looking at uh, what we've done on those particular runners, there's a, not a split hair between them. So oddly enough, they are the same price, moved in from the same price, and a pretty similar amount of money placed on both. So not really much help to you there, am I? Well, it's a hard race, so uh, it'll be interesting to see as we get closer to start time if there's any sort of particular lead for a certain runner. So that's a tough one. Last year, this race was won by the little mighty mare from, from Melbourne in Pink Galas. Pink so, Galas, yeah. Yeah, she was brilliant last year. So we look forward to that Group 1 feature tomorrow night. Also, just whilst I'll think of it, uh, first of all, jackpot tomorrow night on the rising sun with Tad. Uh, $50,000 jackpot amount. That projected pool $200,000. So well worth keeping in mind because it's going to throw up some value there. Race number eight, the rising sun. Race six tomorrow night, Jerry. This is the open class feature. The Gold Coast Turf Club, Mr. Feelgood. Uh, AG's White Sox, $18. Malcolm's Rhythm, $14. Spirit of St. Louis, $190. Cruise Bramac, $13. Deus X, $41. I Cast No Shadow, $3. Triple Eight, $18. Majestic Cruiser, $11. Star Galleria, $151. LL Cool J, $151. Mac Da Vinci, 41. Rock and Marty, 26. Max Shard, 26. So the market says it's a race in two. Spirit of St. Louis, 190. And I cast no shadow, who went 49-1 in a trial here recently at $3. That's exactly what I was going to say. Punters view it as a race in two. I'm not sure whether that's where the chances end, but for the time being, uh, money says that it is. Now, Spirit of St. Louis did open at 250, so a fairly decent move inwards there. Into a dollar ninety, so an odds-on favourite now. I cast no shadow. Opened at two ninety, uh, just gets out to three dollars. Uh, you know, you can ascertain uh, for yourself there that quite clearly there's plenty of money for Spirit of St Louis to win. Those other runners, whilst they're in the market, fourteen, thirteen, eighteen dollars, etc. Not a lot of interest. Just a little bit each way for Majestic Cruiser, which is an eleven-dollar pop. But uh, punters view it as a race in two. That's for sure. Probably a race in one. Okay, so it's all about Spirit of St. Louis there. The Fleur de Lille Ladyship Stakes for Gobbity Equine. Uh, this is the final lead-up for the Group 1 Golden Girl next week for the Mayors, and this is going to be a competitive race as well. Town Echo, 6. Moments like these, 11. Ruby's for Tash, 81. Fond Memories, 151. Majida at 240. Yarraman Bella, 26. The Honey Queen, 320. Gerardas Delight, 9. BK Swive, 34. Scarlet Babe, 71.
and Fairy Tinkerbell, $10. The favourite is the Victorian, Majita, two forty. The Honey Queen opened at $9. It's now three twenty. Uh, Majita, uh, well, she's here, two ten out to two forty. Town Echo, seven into six. Uh, moments like these, five out to 11. So we've seen some rather uh, drastic betting moves here. Uh, Fairy Tinkerbell, five out to 10. But uh, whilst uh, she's not the favourite, the Honey Queen, $9, now $3.20. Okay. Strong move there for the Honey Queen. And the other feature that we'll look at is race nine. This is a group three event. It's the Rising Sun Consolation, but uh, it's a good field. So... Uh, very competitive race. We've got a scratching of girl from all. So Tim's a trooper 550. Better race late 280. Hemsworth 13. Slip the Hundy 12. Artillery 650. LB2 chains 480. Triple four 650. Scotch and Ice 151. Some moment somewhere $16. The Victorian, the favourite here. Better race late $2.80. Yeah, this is probably the quietest race of those that we've had open early. It's been 250 out to 280. Better isolate. Artillery 550 to 650. The one that did attract the early support was uh, LB2 chains 550. It's now into 480, but the 480 seems to have pulled them up. Bit of interest in triple four at 650, but that's, uh, as I said, the quietest of uh, the early ones that we had open. Okay. I want to take a look at the Blacks of Fake. This race still two weeks away. That race tomorrow night, the Mr. Pilgrim, all important. We've got the the, uh, the Garrard Sunshine Sprint to play out next week as well. But Spirit of St. Louis is the favourite for that Grand Circuit event on July 23. $3. Majestic Cruiser. He sits on the second line of betting. $6. I cast no shadow. 9 Expensive Ego. He won't be here. Triple eight, fourteen dollars $14. Uh, turn it up. $14. Better Eclipse. $21. Jillaby Kung Fu. $21. Zeus Bromac. $26. And then we go out to uh, Black Sedans. Max Shard. $41, AG's White Sox, $51. So Spirit of St. Louis, the favourite for the Blacks of Fake. Is is he solid around that mark? Yeah, the market's been pretty much as is since uh, we first opened it up. I would have thought that after last Saturday's performance that we may well have seen a, a mini rush for Spirit of St. Louis. That hasn't happened yet. Uh, but having said that, not, uh, not an overly... Uh, uh, rally of interest in anything else, really. Uh, I suppose the picture becomes a little bit clearer tomorrow night, Chris. If if he's able to win and win comprehensively, the three dollars might well disappear. But um, still, a water, a bit of water to go under the bridge just on that particular market. Um, as soon as they go over the line tomorrow night, it will be revamped or reworked, and uh, it'll be back up and running. But assuming that Spirit of St Louis either wins or races well, he's going to hang on to clear favouritism. Okay, well, that, that will uh, certainly be interesting tomorrow night. That uh, feature there, the Mr. Feelgood in relation to the Blanks of Fake coming up on July 23. If you're building a multi this weekend, Jared, which way are you going to steer us into? Well, I've only got three legs for you this week, so that might make the task a little bit easier. Gloucester Park tonight, race four, number five, Magnificent Storm, currently at $2.00. Uh, race six, number three, Spirit of St. Louis tomorrow night, $1.90. In race seven, number seven, the one that's been the huge go, the Honey Queen, $3.20. Okay, it's a magnificent storm tonight. And the two tomorrow night at Albion Park, Spirit of St. Louis and the Honey Queen. That's six by three, seven, seven, a magnificent storm. Race four, number five tonight. Jared, really appreciate the time this morning. Uh, excellent as always. Looking forward to the chat next week. There's going to be plenty more Group 1 features to look at. And uh, we'll have another look at that market to see if there's any sort of major change for the Blacks of Fake the following week. So for those who missed it this morning, your top pick in the rising sun. I'm with ladies in red. Okay. Hmm.
It seemed to be the general consensus of opinion. So it's, as I said, currently at uh, $2.50. Okay. Talk next week, Jared. Thanks, Chris. There's Jared Daffy from Tab. You can check out those markets right now for tomorrow night, tab.com.au. And like I mentioned as well, a first four jackpot on the Rising Sun race, eight fifty thousand dollars projected pool, two hundred thousand dollars. I'll be keen to get the thoughts of Kate Butt and Darren Clayton. And Kate is waiting patiently online now. The communications and membership manager here at the Creek. Kate, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you going? I'm really well. It's been hectic on tipping for you this week. Yes, I'm actually a little bit puffed. I've just been um, setting up the winning post marquee, so I do apologise. <laughs> nah, all good. Your best bet for tomorrow night? Best bet comes up in race two, number 11, Crime Rider. Big drop in grade for this guy with a claim of Talia McMullen. So I think this um, pacer trained by Maddie Craven will have some luck and be nice and settled and prove very hard to beat. Okay, so Crime Rider it is for you as the best bet. I've got to ask, what are you tipping in the rising sun? Everyone's got a thought, everyone's got an opinion. Which way are you uh, leaning at this point for that big one tomorrow night? I'm actually leaning towards a three-year-old, so I'm sticking with the Queenslanders and going with Leap to Fame. Um, obviously, Grant Dixon is a um, fantastic trainer, so I know he'll have him primed for the event, and um, his couple of conditioning trials were fantastic, so... I'm with the Queenslanders, and also the three, uh, the three-year-old hundred thousand-dollar bonus is a nice carrot as well. Okay, so tipping leap to fame, fresh up in the big one tomorrow night. The carnival really gets underway tomorrow night with all this Group One racing tomorrow night, the following week, and then the week after July 23. It all wraps up. Is there still some social functions uh, happening over the next couple of weeks? Yeah, most definitely. We've actually got the jockey um, for the City vs Coast Jockeys Challenge tomorrow night. And then we've got the football. Um, we're taking some sponsors and some club guests to the football on Sunday, as well as the bus to Marburg is happening on Sunday. And then, yeah, there's um, the Calcutta. Have a look on our website because there's so much going on. It's, it's too many to list. <laughs> okay. Well, as I said, hectic week for you. And I'm sure over the next couple of weeks, it's going to be busy, busy, busy. Really appreciate yep. the time this morning. We'll see you trackside. Yeah, we're very excited. Thanks, Chris. There's Kate Bart from Albion Park, communications and membership manager here at the Creek. Darren Clayton, I'm keen to get his thoughts. He couldn't join me on uh, Wednesday morning in his normal time slot. He joins us each and every Friday. So I've got a million questions I want to fire off. And Darren, he joins me now. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Hopefully I've got the answers. I know some of the racing of late, probably not answering some of those questions we've had. It's tough going. I've got to ask about this rising sun. Barrier draw conducted on Monday night. We knew the three-year-olds were going to draw well. We knew ladies in red was probably more than likely going to come up with gate three. They had the choice of several draws, but they went with gate three. How, how do you break this race down? This, this is a mapmaker's nightmare. Yeah, it certainly is. It's a it's a tough one for the racing cartographers, but, uh, you know, that's what we've got to try and work out. And I think the way it shapes, uh, I sort of mentioned it a little bit earlier with the breakfast guys. So ladies in red throughout her career has never had to be sort of really rifled off the arm. She's had that dominant factor over her rivals in each of her races where they've been allowed to just sort of roll her out and press on and, and either sit outside and just prove too strong or or she just gets handed the front because they the op opposition know they're going to get bullied in the submission. So 
I don't think that happens this time around. So it, it makes it a little bit tougher for her into where they position. I think that opens it up for a horse like Seb's Choice to really, to really chance his arm and get forward early. Captain Crusader, he's a fast beginner. Um, even beyond the light, out a little bit wider, the other of the Emma Stewart runners, whether they get forward as well. But ladies in red, she's so versatile that... You know, there's every there's every possibility that she is an absolute gazelle off the arm. We've just never seen it because she's never had to use it. So it makes it tough. Um, Leap to fame's never really. The, he's probably in the same same vein as uh, ladies in red. He's never had to really fire out. He's been able to work his way around it and just been so dominant that he gets to the front. Rip is on in the other situation. We've probably seen him used a little bit early. Um, he gets opportunity, I guess, to protect the poles. So, long story short, I think Seb's choice is our early leader, and whether he is up to taking them all the way, or, or whether he needs to take a trail, probably thereafter. But uh, either way, I think the tempo is going to be strong. Okay, so you've got Seb's choice in front. Can I ask this question? Better Eclipse, no doubt. Uh, Greg Sugars was naturally disappointed when he was the last horse drawn there on Monday night and the only draw left was gate 13 outside of the second row. But as it stands right now, is he the best credentialed runner for this race tomorrow night, given the fact that he won the chariots in the fastest time ever and then was placed in a miracle mile? So does that give him the best credentials for this race tomorrow night? I think on where they sit at the moment, it definitely does. Ladies in red, like she's a, a four or five time Group One winner herself, but we've we've never seen her outside of her own sex, apart from her very first ever race start. Uh, I think that was at Shepparton, where um, she met a few boys on that occasion and won easily. Since then, she's been expertly placed and hasn't had to step out of her own sex and been able to win all those Group Ones and, and really dominate them. It's a it's a step out of the comfort zone this time around, and she, um, you know, she's had to travel up here. So, uh, leap to fame, a New South Wales Derby winner, Rip, a two-time Group One winner, both his wins in futurity, so perhaps not as strong. So, you break all that down, and, and even some of the others, um, you know, Captain Crusader, he's been around in in every big fight there's been right along the way. Uh, he hasn't been able to win those races, but he's been in them. So better Eclipse, third in a Miracle Mile, a winner of a Chariots of Fire. Um, it certainly stacks him, I think, as, as possibly the, well, I guess, all-round best credentialed in the race. Okay. The other one that I want to ask then, with the two three-year-olds, last year it was Krug and Cash Duck. Krug came over from New Zealand with unbelievable credentials, winning both the Great Northern and the New Zealand Derby. When he won the Great Northern Derby, he won from here basically to Sydney. It was a huge winning margin. Are the three-year-olds this year good enough to take it? Is it the year of the three-year-old? I know it's only our second edition of this race, but do you think a three-year-old can do it tomorrow night? Yeah, with the right trip, they definitely can. Uh, I think Rip, probably that that blot on his, on his copybook there from the Redcliffe run, I guess we talk about questions and answers. That that throws up more questions than answers for me. Uh, I think the, the three main questions out of that for me is, was it the Redcliffe track he just didn't handle it? Was it the longer trip? Because it was his first time beyond sort of the, the mile or 1,700. Um, or was it 
he just sort of didn't handle the occasion and got knocked around a little bit. So there's three questions straight up out of that. Leap to fame. Um, you know, we look at him. He's the last start New South Wales Derby winner. Hasn't started since that run. That was back in early March. Now, you have to respect um, the, the placement and the decisions that Grant Dixon as the trainer makes. Um, but it, it's a big call, I think, coming into this sort of race first up. Obviously, he knows the horse inside out, back to front. Um, again, we've got two horses there, three-year-olds. Probably both trainers would tell you. I know Bernie Hewitt's been on the record saying this is potentially his best ever horse. Grant Dixon would, would probably be in the same sort of vein. Majestic Mac and Colt 31 probably marginally in front of Leap to Fame at the moment, but we know the rap. So you've got to respect both those trainers in knowing the horses that they've had over the years and where they sit. So like, it's not that they can't win. I think they'll just both find it very tough to win. Have punters learned from last year, though, with those two three-year-olds, Krug and Cashed Up, and Krug was heavily favoured last year. A lot of a lot of people were prepared to tip him on top, and he, he led up and uh, ended up running fourth in the race. Have punters been not so much burned from that, but are they just a little bit more cautious? Because both Rip and Leap to Fame, you know, they're hovering around uh, the, the market. Rip's currently $8, Leap to Fame $6. Are they just that little bit more cautious this year compared to last year and how it played out? Yeah, I think definitely. I think... Um... Like you say, Krug had that massive boom on him when he came, and then he went to Redcliffe, and um, you know, obliterated the track record, was hugely dominant, and I think that probably drew more in. Whereas this time around, we've got Rip off the back of a of a sizzling trial, went to Redcliffe, and and what we've learned out of that is there's just all the questions that have since come out of it. We we've learned no more leap to fame I think the, the the fresh up angle is turning uh, would be turning a few punters sort of the other way just not wanting to to um, you know go too hard on leap to fame with that in mind bear in mind too that uh, you know some stables have horses absolutely primed first up and um, you know produce really solid first up records the Dixon Stable, generally their horses take two or three runs before they're really at their peak. And if Leap to Fame is anywhere near the, the top of the tree here, he needs to be peaking in this race. He can't be coming into this race, um, you know, looking for a grand final in a couple of weeks. He's first up, he's missed all the main season going into the grand final ready to go. What do we then say if he comes out and wins this race tomorrow night, first up since March, off the back of two trials, taking on older horses, and he beats them? Um, what, what do we say? What are we dealing with if he's able to achieve that? Like, he's been valued at, what, $7 million or whatever those offers were back after the New South Wales derby. There's this huge sort of, you know, boom on him. But, uh, you know, we are just a little cautious as he goes into this Group 1 feature. Is this the main target for his carnival or is it the Queensland derby? There, there, there's so many sort of permutations with Leap to Fame if he comes out and wins tomorrow night. Well, if he does come out and win it and win it in good good fashion and, um, you know, does, does a, a really remarkable job, um, which... You know, some some races are, are one on luck. I, I don't think really luck's going to have too much 
for play in this race, no matter which horse wins it. But Leap to Fame comes out and wins it. Well, you know, like you say, what are we potentially dealing with? How how good is he? How deep is that well? Because right now um, he's finished first or second in all bar one of his races. That one miss was the um, two-year-old New South Wales Breeders Challenge where he went down and his stablemate Tim's a Trooper went through to win that series. So um, he missed the final on that occasion. That's the only time he's missed a, a top two finish. Um, yeah, it's it's really hard to gauge what what sort of superstar he is if he comes out and wins this. I guess on the flip side of that, if he comes out and performs strongly but just doesn't quite get there, well, we're still witnessing, you know, a very special mm. horse. And, and then the, the, if he, you know, produces a good effort, well, you'd nearly say that the, the Queensland derby's at his mercy. It probably already is at his mercy um, with some of those others. But um, I think some of those other derby aspirants that are staying home... Um, we'll be watching this race closely and, and just seeing, you know, what chinks there are um, f- for their big dance in a couple of weeks. Mm. Uh, Tim, we're there behind the gates here for race one, so that race two and a half minutes away. Who are you selecting in the rising sun? Yeah, I'm going with better Eclipse. I just think the tempo will be solid enough um, that he gets the right track into the race. Like we said, I think he's the best credentialed uh, in the race. I think there'll be there'll be plenty of early pressure anyway. Horses wanting to get forward to try and position up. We saw last year there was a, a mad a mad dash off the gate. Kowalski analysis probably threw a spanner in the works when he went off stride in that race. But the lead time was sub 35. That sets up perfectly. I, I think they'll be around that mark again, and uh, and that's ideal for a horse like Better Eclipse, who just has a brilliant turn of foot when saved up. And I think. Greg Sugars will be able to get the perfect card into the race at some stage um, to be in a position to, to really unleash. Okay, 7.50, currently with Tab. What's your best bet on the program tomorrow night? Best across the card, I thought Spirit of St. Louis. I think where he draws in that uh, Mr. Feelgood Open race, I thought last week there was still a bit in reserve and... Uh, and he really dealt to his rivals there. I think he gets the right trip again here, probably a little bit more tempo, which will suit him even better. And for the current quote that he is, I think he's a really good bet. Spirit of St. Louis in race six. Okay, about uh, $1.90 currently with Tab right now for that feature. And the other Group 1 feature, the Stallions Australasia DJA, which way are you going there? That's a hard race. Oh, mighty hard. It's especially the capacity field, 13 furlongs, standing starts. Um, I'm on. I'm with Dolph Your Cap. I think uh, he can get around either safe for one run or even getting around and, and proving that he is the best horse in the race. I think that's how um, he can take that race. Global flight, flight will certainly um, be right in the mix. Just a little bit unlucky when he galloped where he did last week, but... Uh, his three runs prior, super, but and a lot of muscles. The other one that I thought um, could could run a good race, I think that tomorrow night is his uh, big race that's on the target. So, um, doff your cap, but the other two of Global Flight and a lot of muscles will certainly be hard to beat as well. Okay, doff your cap, three thirty. The dashboard is that up and running via the Racing Queensland website. That's all there, all the information we spoke about. Uh, driver to follow tomorrow night, Brendan Barnes. I thought he had a, a few good drives, maybe not so much in, in some of the biggest, although he does have Gerardus Delight, but uh, some of those earlier races and the last race where Danger Zone, we see him go around. Um, Brendan might just be in for a, a couple of winners on the night.
Okay, that's all available right now. Darren, as always, really appreciate it. Enjoy tomorrow night, and we'll see you trackside. Yeah, it's going to be super, and uh, I encourage anyone, if you're in Brisbane or, or close by, get down there because you'll see some great racing.